What is going on, team? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host, Jay Nixon. And today we have got Ashley back for her final update. Today is the update you're going to get where she started her journey on a 60-pound weight loss quest. It was 60 pounds in six months. And today you're going to find out how she ended up on her journey. So stay tuned because there's going to be some disruptive thinking that goes on during today's podcast. For sure, some inspiration and definitely some transformational tools that you're going to be able to use to pull and push yourself to the next level of your personal transformation. All right, saddle up. Here comes Ashley. Ashley, what's going on? Not much. So Ashley is here today, guys, for our 60 and 6 final update. So let's jump right into it. So we started this journey six months ago. We're here today. Time passed pretty fast, I would say, did for me. Our goal was to lose 60 pounds in six months. So let's just get down to the numbers and then we'll talk about all the details. How many pounds have you lost in the last six months? 45. 45. All right. So give me your, do you know, do you remember your starting weight? Of our challenge? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 265. 265. Perfect. Okay. Are you, let's just, let's first of all address 45 pounds, right? We had a goal of 60. How do you feel about that? I'm so happy. Okay, good. Yeah, good, good. good. I'm super happy too, but I want to get, I'll get into the details of why I'm excited and why I'm happy and why People need to look at goals a little bit differently. So I think that's going to be a really powerful message that we can transcend today. So why are you happy about it? I think I, I got, I found a good balance of like living life and also, you know, creating and keeping habits. And so when it wasn't perfect, cause I'm so black and white in my thinking when it wasn't perfect, I just was able to circle back and, and get right going. So obviously I think if I did everything perfect for six months, I would have knocked 60 out of the park, but I really enjoyed those six months and I grew in more like mental mindset ways than I have ever before. So to me, 45 is just like a little stamp in the journey card. You know, I'm just going to keep moving. So I'm proud of myself. Okay. Let's talk about like maybe prior to this. So let's say, let's say that before a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, you set a goal of like, let's just call it a number, right? 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. And you didn't hit that goal. Would you have had the same feeling of accomplishment? No, no, it would have been shame. Okay, good. Tons of shame. I mean, not good as you would have felt shame. I'm glad that you've transitioned to a different perspective. I'll tell you guys really quick why I'm excited about this. So I think anytime, if you're an aggressive goal setter, there's going to be times in the, in your journey where you do fall a little bit short of those goals. But if there are stretch goals and there are aggressive goals, you've still got to find the joy and the beauty in that because this, setting a 60 pound in six months goal and, and only losing only losing 45 pounds, and I used air quotes there for anybody that's that's not watching, is still a monumental achievement. Because let's just say we would have set a a 40 pound goal, right? And you would have gotten to 45 pounds. I mean, yes, it would have been, it would have been great. It would have been awesome, but it would have been so doable for you that in all honesty and actuality, you probably would have lost 35 pounds. I think the importance of the goal in and of itself, the stretch was to keep you moving because along this, the course of the last six months, there's been some like ebbs and flows and some like 
differentiations in the way that you're, you think differently now than you used to. And so yeah. for anybody listening, never get discouraged when you're, when you don't hit your number. And here's what most people do. They would have gotten to about 30 days ago and said, there's no way I'm going to hit this. So why should I even keep going? So what did you do? Did you have any of those, those thoughts? It's funny you said 30 days, because that's when I was like, for sure, sure that I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that last month was my lowest weight loss. I think I only lost like three or four pounds, but my biggest inches weight loss for a while or inches yeah. lost. So, um, I was happy with that. I'm, I really truly care about the scale less and less and less, you know, it's always there. It's always in the back of your mind, but like, for me, it's just like, okay, you know, like it's just one measure of my progress. Well, I see all this other progress in, in different areas. And that's what's making me more excited than the scale. So the scale to me is just like, whatever. Right. I love the fact that you said that before you would have felt shame and now you don't anymore. Cause I think shame is such a wasted emotion. I mean, cause in, in all honesty, you did everything you were supposed to do for the last six months. Of course there were minor deviations or challenges or adversities or roadblocks, but that's, that's just life in and of itself. And it's always going to be present. So what did you, what tools did you use like, let's use this last 30 days for an example. When there, you know, you looked at the calendar, you're like, hey, I got 30 days left. The likelihood of me getting to 60 pounds, unless I, you know, cut off one of my arms is slim to none, right? Yeah. So how did you continue down the trail of positivity and performance, even with the, because you are, for those of you guys that don't know, Ashley is a, is super goal oriented, very much go after her goals, do all the things that she, you know, says she's going to do. So this is a, this is a thing for her to be able to overcome. So I'm excited to hear how you, what tools you use to do that. Oh my gosh, this is really going to be a letdown. <laughs> oh, it won't be. Um, I just kept doing what I do. You know, I've created these habits for a reason. Okay. They're working at whatever pace they're working. I'm feeling good mentally, feeling good physically. I just kept moving on. And I had couple little like tough stress weeks and stuff like that. And so I couldn't be diving into my mindset stuff as hard as I'd want to, but I just kept doing the things I knew I needed to do. And then I had like a really great week where I was like, I'm stepping up everything in the gym. Like my workouts this week are going to be nuts. And my food was perfect. And I got a zero. So it's like, I think it's pretty clear that the scale is a big fat liar. So I just kept doing what I always did and, and the habits were there. So that's not a very exciting answer. So sorry. No, I want to circle back because I feel like it is an exciting answer because it's the, it's the only answer that is actually truthful, right? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there's other things in there that we could have added. You could have said, well, I journaled about it and then I had, you okay. know, but we could, that's all part of the process as well. But the truth for everyone listening right now, the truth for you, the truth for me, the truth for anyone is in the consistency. Mm -hmm. right? That's, that's the ultimate game changer is the consistency. And that's what most people don't do is they start looking for the bright, shiny object, like what the average person would have done. And if I'm not calling, I'm not, I'm not shaming you for feeling average. Anybody who's listening says, why is it telling me average? <laughs> you would have started looking for the bright, shiny object. You would have started looking for a pill, a potion, a lotion. You would have convinced yourself this does not work. I've got to try something completely different. And what would have happened is your entire success portfolio that you created would have been destroyed. And you would have gone yeah. so far backwards because you were seeking that magic bullet or that special thing or that special juice or cleanse or whatever it is that we've all, we all know based on trial and error is bullshit. So you just gave the most honest factual answer, even though it's not sexy because 
a lot of times the truth isn't, right? We like, we like to make things more grandiose than they need to be. That was the most honest answer you could have given. And so that's the truth behind it all is your consistency is what has propelled you to where you are today, the 45 pound weight loss. And it's also what's going to keep you going because what would happen to the average person? I know I keep saying that. And what I mean by that is when I say the word average, it means someone who just keeps doing the same thing over and over again and expects a different result. Yep. The thing that's going to keep you rolling, the thing that's going to keep you going, and the thing that's kept you going before is you know that there's no magic bullet, right? You know that there's no thing out there. The average person would now start looking for something else. They'd start looking for that, that special thing. Well, I did this. I lost 45 pounds. What if I now, if I, what if I start fasting for 36 hours every week? What if I start drinking, you know, the milk from a chinchilla? <laughs> I've heard, I read on the internet that that'll help you lose weight. That's what people do. I mean, you laugh, yeah. but it's serious. Like I get messages all the time. Like, Jay, I read on the internet that if I, um, if I pet a chinchilla for three hours and then drink its milk, I'll lose 17 pounds. And it's, I mean, for me, it's worth a try. Cause I just want to hear <laughs> how that went for you, but that's so crazy. But that's yeah. what we do as humans. So have you, have you thought about like, cause you just said the scale's a liar. Totally agree. There's mo there's much more important things than the scale. Are now you just going to go through the motions or is there another number or is there, is there a number to begin with? Is there, what, what, what's the, what's the mover, right? Like what's the goal next? I mean, I'm loosely holding a number, but like, I'm going to quote unquote end or stop this weight loss part when I get my body where I want it to be. But like, I think it'd be great to lose hundred pounds. I started at 277 with you. So I think of 177 would be so fun just to say I lost hundred pounds, but like, I don't know that I'm going to love how my body looks at that weight. So I think I'm just kind of holding that loosely, but like goals wise, I have some things to toss around in my head that are some different mindset goals and stuff like that. So I don't know how much you want to know, but um, I'm thinking through it and I'm not going to stop what I'm doing in the meantime. Okay. I mean, so let, let's touch on that really quick. You're, you know, I don't know if I'm going to like the way my body looks at 177. Like why? I mean, are you thinking about that or are you just, let's just figure it out when we get there. Mm, I just really feel like I'm going to know when it's right. I'm not feeling yeah. horrible at the size I am now, right. but I know that there's a whole way that my body can look that I've never experienced. Like I've, I've been thinking a lot this last month that I have a lot of untapped potential that I've never even dove into. So I'm, I'm interested to see how far my body can go, but I also really enjoy like a muscular curvy figure. So like, I think that's not always like conducive with what the scale number says. So I think once I know I'm where I want to be, then I'll hit more of a maintenance mode. Okay. okay. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? Oh yeah. I just, I just had some, I had some questions that popped up that I filed away in a different category. Oh, no. we'll, we'll get to those. That's okay. Good, good. Okay. All right. So, okay. I like that. You're going to keep, um, you're going to keep moving forward in the same progressionary things. Let's talk about all of the non-scale things right now and all the non weight loss um, measurabilities and waste measurements and stuff like that. Let's talk about like the mindset, your, just how you think differently, how you act differently, like behavioral things that you might've done before that now you're no longer doing. Like, where are you from a mindset perspective six months ago to where you are today? Six months ago, I felt very consumed by weight loss, like how to get there, you know, what to do to get there, how to get there, just very, very consumed. And now I feel like that's like 
gotten pushed off to the side and it's just working itself because I'm choosing to be consistent. And I'm seeing like other areas of my life that need work that I want to dive into. And one of those recently has been parenting and it's been like so exposed and so uncomfortable and I've had to be ultra vulnerable. And so like, I've been diving into different ways. My kiddos were born with trauma. So I've been diving into different ways of parenting kiddos with trauma, which I had done before, but I felt like I just squeezed it in. Whereas now it's like something daily I'm researching, watching videos, reading. And it's just amazing how much time the weight loss part stole of my free time before. So that's something huge. I mean, I'm still doing all my mindset stuff. I get up uber early, you know, reading, journaling, devotion, meditating, all that stuff. I keep trying to like take them to the next level, but I noticed with that, I have to be in the right mindset to even work on that mindset piece. I know that sounds silly, but sometimes the stress of my life just fills up every piece of me and I can only do like my basics. And so like when I can feel myself being really open and vulnerable, I dive in deeper with that. So all right, let's pause really quick because something something came up for me when you said that. So you said that like weight loss used to consume you, meaning like that was just kind of like your central thought of like how am I going to lose weight? I don't like the way I look. You know, it's a revolving door. It's kind of shifted a little bit. So when you, so is that because you feel like you have a command of what I, I know what I need to do? Because here's what most people would think, and what most people do is when they shift the focus away from themselves and like the weight loss and and, and the lifestyle transformation and the D word that a lot of people try to do. Um, and they shift it to another area that becomes all consuming and they go back to their old habits in the weight loss world. How are you going to, I know you're not going to do that, but I think a lot of people would, because I wrote down the word time, right? Because what most people will say is, well, I'm so focused on my kids or my this or my that. I, now I don't have time for me anymore. I don't have time for that weight loss. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to eat healthy. I've just got to go, 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 go. You know what I mean? Like, how are you preventing that from becoming like the backslide? Well, first of all, I'm not the person to say that to. <laughs> like when people are like, I don't have time. I'm like, let me walk you through. Right, but think about in terms yeah. of like some, most people, most uh-huh. people will use that as a, a thing, yeah. right? I feel like I just have bigger priorities now. Like I have to take care of myself. You know, the whole put your mask on first before you put on someone else's mask and self-care. And some of these things are just thrown around. Like, I feel like I finally in this journey started to understand the self-love and the self-care part, like way more than I ever did. So for me, like the stuff I do for myself has to be a huge priority, but I don't have any guilt. Like I'm not giving my kids the time and attention they need because giving them a better version of myself is such a gift, you know, instead of a, you know, exhausted, mentally, physically, you know, exhausted version of myself that that does nothing for them. Well, but if they get a mom who's like filled up mind, heart, you know, I'm working on being a better person for them and meeting them where they're at. That's like such a huge win. Even if like the minutes together are less. Love that you said that because I'm a firm believer in kids, spouses, work, humans, friends, everything. Like we deserve to give the best of ourselves to everything. And, and I'd rather have the best of somebody than a wa- I'd rather have the best of somebody for 10 minutes than a watered down version for an hour. Right. 100%. So how are you, how are you overcoming the, cause here's what it gets to, right? Like what you're doing with the parenting um, yours is a unique situation, but let's just, let's encompass all parenting is challenging, right? Like kids are, are challenging. They're a different dichotomy of, of needs and wants and desires and dependent upon the age ranges and how many you have, it can be a lot to manage. So 
in that time management of that, the mom is usually the one that sacrifices. So, and I, I love what you said, you're like, I know I have to do this because it's the best version of me, but is there any pushback from either you mentally or you thinking that other people are going to think a certain way, like for you doing like, so you go, you go work out for, it probably takes you like how long to get to your gym, work out, go back home. Like we're trying an hour and a half. No, because it's 20, 25 minutes there. I work out with Cody for an hour and then I drive 25 minutes back. Oh, so let's just say two hours. Yeah. So it's two hours of your day, right? So you're allotting two hours of Ashley time. And obviously when you're in the car, you can phone call Lee and do all that kind of stuff like that. But let's just call it two hours. Um, that's that's a chunk, right? That most people won't give themselves because they'll, they'll, they'd rather take a nap. They'd rather whatever. So how do you keep propelling yourself to do that when you're in a state of exhaustion from working full time, managing the kids, doing all that stuff. Not to mention I'm not sleeping because <laughs> I'm working right. on my hormones. It just, I honestly, there's just not a different option in my mind. Like workout is not something I threw out the window because of something else, which I feel like this is not accusatory, but I feel like that's the first thing to go for people. Yeah, I slept, I slept like trash. My kids are this, da, 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 da it needs to go. Nope. That's like the thing that won't go. Cause I, I feel like it gives me energy. It gets my mind right. And so that absolutely won't go now that it's summer. I take a kid or two or several. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a gym that that's just, it's a family environment. That's not a big deal. Or like if I'm at home doing a Peloton workout, I will integrate if I can. Otherwise my kids, this sounds really bad, but my kids just know, like if they come in too, too early in the morning, mommy's doing her journaling. They'll say that, Oh, mommy's doing her journaling, you know, or if I'm on the bike with my beats, like I literally will ignore them. First of all, I can't hear them because I'm facing the window. Second of all, I don't do that when Mark's not home. So like they have a parent, but they just know, like I've kind of trained them to know that these are the things I need. And Mark also like leaves and fishes. And so we are a really good team where we know the other person needs that time. So yeah. it's just, a it's just a matter of like making the important stuff stay important. Well, let's debunk something that you just said right there. You said this isn't going to sound appropriate or right because that's a lot of people's belief system that it's not. I uh, Let me caveat, Jay Nixon does not have children. I am not a parenting specialist, but I perceive if Thor was here that I would have, I would have the same philosophies and the same belief systems, right? Like it's like, I think what you're doing with that is a different perspective, a way to look at that is you're teaching your kids the value of self-care. You're teaching, you're teaching your kids the value of working out, the value of, of journaling, or and maybe they don't even understand what that means right now, but the value of spending time doing something other than normalcy, right? Work, mm -hmm. cooking, feeding them, stuff like that. And yeah. so I think there's a value proposition in that. So for anybody who's struggling with that thought of, well, I can't work out because my, my kid's here. I can't do this. I can't have some me time because my kid's in the other room. I think there's the establishment of why you're doing what you're doing, right? And there's a value in a teaching opportunity in that from my perspective. And I think you, based on what you're doing, feel the exact same way. So I think that's uber powerful. Next question, because it, every, it, you know, food and exercise are kind of you know, the, the twins that either love or hate each other. Busy life, like we've just established, um, real estate agent, um, kids, life life of controlled chaos we'll call it right food is usually the second thing if not the first for some people to go out the window because they they think of it in terms of time right like i'll just go through the drive through i'll just eat these the the macaroni and cheese or the chicken nuggets or the whatever that i made for my kids how are you staying out of that trap planning 
it's easy. Just plan, find easy stuff. We found these, um, Kevin's paleo meals that like Costco has, and they're super clean. And I love cauliflower rice for some reason. And so I'll just make a whole thing of that. And that's three meals and it's planning. And I've got a protein bar and stuff in my car. If I need it, that's like a last resource, but like we just plan. And if you are out and about and you can't get back, there's always something you can find to eat. So I just think that that's like an easy excuse, but it always is. I like with an air fryer, I eat salmon and asparagus on the air fryer, like three nights a week. You know I mean? It's just, it's just a matter of making that right choice. And my kids don't necessarily eat that that often, but I will just make myself whatever because it's easy enough to do that. So I don't know. I, for me, like food, if I'm like, feel like I'm really white knuckling it, like I will go get a hamburger at my brother-in-law's restaurant. You know what I mean? Knowing that that maybe might not be a great thing to do often, but if it's ever like week or two weeks and I'm craving that, like for me, that erases any white knuckling. It doesn't make me feel like I'm on a diet because I'm not, it doesn't make me slide into black and white thinking. I just have it. And then my next thing that I have is my healthy food. So it's just all really fallen into place. It, I, okay. I take that back. Not I've worked really hard, but it just is how I live now. So it doesn't drag me down into some slippery slope like it did before. I wrote down, you know, your outcomes have become a priority to you. And a lot of times, like we say, we want things like we say, we want these goals and we have dreams and all those things, but they're not really a priority. Mm -hmm. If you think about the word priority, like your kids are a priority, right? Like you're, this is a priority. That's a priority. We usually don't cut corners on priorities. Right. Right. So I think it's, it's the establishment of what and why is it a priority in your life? And I think you've done that for, you know, a cornucopia of reasons, but that's one of the things that keeps you, you know, driven down that, you know, that same path of like success and and opportunity, because you've probably done the alternative, right? You've probably in your life at some point, right? Like done that. And you know, like, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. So if you're stuck in that place where you're doing that, guys, it's a simple shift of what Ashley just said. It's like the planning model. And then I also love the not a deprivation because this is what we teach in Thrive Forever Fit. Like this is not a, this is a lifestyle transformation program that does not include deprivation and or starvation. And so I love that when it's time you go and have the hamburger. Mm-hmm. When it's time you go and have the pizza when it's time, right? And the importance of that is, I think we should all be doing that. I do that. It's knowing when it's time, right? Mm-hmm. And not, not making a, a false assumption of when it's time, because that starts to create that ripple effect of, you know, of lack of priority. So I think it goes back to a yeah. couple of things. Planning. Me, oh, sorry. No, I'm just going to say planning and priority, I think are huge for you. Oh yeah. And you taught me really early on and it didn't click till I got in this journey is like making lots of deposits into your bank account. Yeah. Once you, once you've made a lot and you pull one out, it's not really going to move the needle that much. And so that's something that finally stuck with me. And one of the other things back, what you said a couple sentences ago is like the priority piece. Like I'm a confident person. Like I didn't think I really needed to like learn self-love, but like you taught me, like I needed, excuse me, I need to decide that I'm worth being the priority. And like, for me, when I finally, finally did that, like that was a huge shift and change. And I think a lot of people still haven't done that. They feel like they've got to pour their cup into everyone else. And if there's anything left at the bottom of the cup, they can like lick that out. And I'm of the opposite mindset now. Love that. You guys, you know me and you guys that listen to me, you know, I know love analogies. Let's talk about that deposit and withdrawal thing really quick. If you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, 
and you take out $10, almost inconsequential, right? You don't even really know it's gone, right? Because it's, it's $10 of 100,000. If you have $20 in the bank and you take out $10, holy shit, I got $10 left. Like, you know, you only have $10 left, right? We've all been, so, we've all been there in our lives when we were in college and you go to the ATM and you're like, uh-oh, right? That's where most of us live our lives with weight losses in that uh-oh phase. Like we're taking out more than we have. And if all you have to do is reverse the script on that and start making massive deposits on a daily basis, little ones, right? They don't have to be $10,000 deposits. They can be dollar deposits or $10 deposits. Some days a $50 deposit. Like when you do something really good for yourself, then those withdrawals don't feel so overwhelming and they don't carry shame with them, right? Like even, let's just start money, right? That when, you, when you've got $10 left in your bank account, you feel shame. You're like, holy shit, how am I going to eat? When you've got $100,000 left in your bank account, you're like, king of the world, baby. I'll, why don't you do whatever, right? It's the same thing with weight loss. Deposit, deposit, deposit with good, positive, powerful behaviors. Then when you do go get the burger, or the pizza, or the ice cream or whatever it is, completely inconsequential. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Agreed. Love that. I love your coach is oh, no, I'm kidding. So good. He's okay. He's all right. <laughs> He's okay. I love this for you. And I'm going to ask you um, a favor and a question. And the answer is yes. Even though if you say no, she, why are you looking over there? She didn't know what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> I think we should do this and I, only this, this next level of commitment. I think we should do this again in 30 days as an, as, as a, an update to the update show. And I'm going to tell you why. I think it's important that people hear that you didn't start doing things differently from the end, because we as humans, we love a finish line, right? We love to cross the finish line and we get our ribbon and our trophy. And then we go right back to doing the same old BS that we did before. I know you're not going to do that, but I think there's some listeners that need to see that you didn't do that to give them the confidence that it's okay to keep doing the same thing consistently, right? Um, I'm just asking for 30 days. I'm asking for another six months. <laughs> I think that's fair. Oh, I just know you so much that that's it's not- 30 gonna... days, it's fair, fair play. All you have to do is say yes to 30 days. I didn't ask for anything else. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for you, it's for the people. It's for the people. I can give no you 30 days. days. How can you say no to the people? I know, I've been hearing from people how they don't want this to end. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> So, so let's do that. Can we, can we agree to that? That way everybody can know. And I, I really am being honest when I say that's the reason, because I think I've been there in my life. You've been there in your life. Everybody has been, we, we set a goal, we achieve it or we don't achieve it. We get close and then we just don't keep going. We start to like backslide and drift. And I want people to see that from June 1st to June, I don't even know if there's 30 or 31 days, that you're going to consistently keep doing, like you said, what's the secret? And you did, you simply said, there is no secret. It's not sexy. I'm going to keep doing the things that I've done to get to the 45 pounds. So not even an update show to say now Lashley's lost this amount of weight. We'll talk about that, obviously. But what I really want to talk about is are the fundamentals that you continue to employ in your life that have kept you from the backslide. Because I think we could both agree. Most people we know at some point backslide from weight loss. Yeah. But they get here and then they go back down the hill and they just start over again. And in what I see from a, a professional perspective, there's nothing that's much harder than that, right? To, to lose a hundred pounds and then to gain 70 pounds of it back, even the hundred pounds back 
so demoralizing. What I want people to learn about you and your journey and be able to you, I'm a big believer in this. I think other people draw energy from stories and other people. And I and I'm you also know I believe this. You can't you can't interject that into someone else that you don't believe yourselves. I know you believe this. I know I believe this. Um, but I want people to see that and feel that through you. And so let's just commit to doing this again at the end of June, 1st of July, just to give the folks an update on like how this has progressed after the quote unquote challenge is over and all that jazz. We down? I'm down. Beautiful. Any, <laughs> any parting like words of inspiration or anything of that nature, anything you just want to tell people, um, maybe it's a thank you for the support. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't put words in your mouth, but I yeah. want to give you the floor to kind of like say, you know, whatever it is you want. It, it has been so surprising how invested other people were in my journey. And I, I use that energy at the beginning for sure. And I mean, I'm still obviously using that energy, but like the support that I got from people was ridiculous in so many great ways. So of course, thank you to everyone out there that followed my journey, the texts, the messages, the calls, everything. It's been very, very cool. And I think being accountable to other people is powerful. You're obviously most accountable to yourself, but that's been huge. And I keep trying to tell people the power of declaration is monumental. So get out there, say what you're going to do and then do it. I love that. So I love that you just said declaration. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is to declare to you brought it up. Why don't you yell at me when you bring something up? I just thought it was a great idea. All right. What I heard you say, what I heard you to say is I'm about to declare that for the next 30 days, I'm going to keep doing what it is I'm supposed to do. I'm going to keep you know doing all the little things. And then I'm going to show back up here in 30 days and tell you guys yeah. all about it. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. That's all I said. That's all I'm saying. Everybody's mad today. I don't know what's going on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I am so proud of you. You have, I mean, I wouldn't have asked you to do this if I knew that you weren't going to have positive results from it. But I also asked you to do this because I knew you, you would be inspirational. You would be um, transformational in other people's journeys. So I'm not shocked at the outpouring of, of awesomeness and love. I'm a big believer that we need more of that. Because it's like you said, when you start to feel other people's energy interjected into your energy, it's like, it, it, there's power in that. Like we're not meant to, to walk this journey alone. And so for everyone out there who is trying to white knuckle it and do it on your own, stop it. Like get involved in a team, get involved in a group. If it's our Thrive Forever Fit program, get in here. We'll love you to death. We'll support you. If it's somebody else's program, get in there and embrace the qualities of that process and program and don't think you can do it on your own. So Ashley, I'm proud of you. And since it, since we're doing it again next month, I mean, I don't have to give a big one oh, or anything like that. Um, just want you to know that I, I think, and I want, I want you guys to hear this. I couldn't be more happy with 45 pounds. Like I'm super stoked about that. Who gives a shit about 60? Like I'm pumped about that. I think you did an amazing job and I'm super excited just to see like where this journey continues to flow and go. And I think it's important that we continue, you continue everybody that's around us, you know, I believe in the ripple effect, right? Of like creating more ripples of positivity and awesomeness by doing powerful things. And so I want to thank you for being that ripple effect for a whole bunch of people. And thank you for giving me this ginormous, crazy question that I had to answer. And I said, well, yes, there'll be more to come. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the show. We love you. We'll see you again next week with another episode. And we'll see Ashley back in about 30 days for a update on her journey. All right, we'll see you soon. Love you guys. Bye.